0: Lead Time is a weekly dose of leadership insights and interviews from Tim Allman and Jake Bessling. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. This is Lead Time.
1: Welcome to Lead Time. This is Timothy Paul Allman. We don't use middle names enough in this day and age, it. Jake. And I am here with Jacob Andrew Bessling, the one and only Jacob Andrew Bessling. No, the Bestling. one and only
2: Tim Paul no, no, no. Allman. How
1: you feeling today, dude? Feeling oh, it's lively? It's been
2: just so good. Uh, it's <sighs> great weather outside. Summer's coming. Yes, which means we're going to be getting in our
1: pool. We're recording in Gilbert, Arizona, Phoenix. <laughs> it's getting hot, baby. It's getting hot. I'll just refill my pool. Speaking of getting hot, man, this episode is going to be hot. I pray you are holding on there, listener. You are leaning in, ready to learn a lot. Last week's episode was so good. Jeff Rotemeyer shared with us some great tips as leaders on how to strive for, we need it, we desperately need it, financial freedom to live debt-free and to challenge people with the Word of God, to test God, Malachi, to test God in your sacrificial giving. He said to pay God Hey, God, first. So today is the second part of our two-episode series on faith and finances. At the root, at the root, let's get real here. At the root of each of our lives is a consumeristic tendency. We are consumers. We love our stuff. We love our things. Our purses. Ladies, you got some nice purses out there? <laughs> your shoes, your outfits. My outfit, Jake wrote outfit. Yeah, does a dude have an outfit? I do have a nice outfit on. I today, like my... Thanks for noticing. Stitch oh, fix. But this is what dudes love. I want me some cars. I want some boats. Get me that new ATV. Oh, and if I got a house, give me the big house. Let's go big or go home. We love stuff. So toward that end, Jesus spoke more about resources, our treasures, our gifts, the things that he has given to us more than any other topic. Jesus shoots straight to us and how our materialism, it impacts our hearts according to Matthew chapter 6. If you don't have Matthew chapter 6 internalized, you should. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our hearts are the seat of what matters most, and whatever our hearts turn toward, desire, this shows what we worship, idolize, or covet. But this isn't just an American problem, it's a human problem, right Jake?
2: Man, a story is told of a Christian finance planner who took a vision trip to Nairobi, Kenya. He traveled out a few hours from the city to, vi- to a village to sit with the local pastor there. And sitting on the hillside, this is a true story, looking at the pastor's one room, Mud Hut, as they drank some tea, the gentleman asked the pastor, man, what, you know, what's the greatest barrier for your church here in Africa to spread the gospel of Jesus? I mean, he expected him to say something like transportation's tough or communication. It's hard to talk to people, lack of resources, tribalism, tribalism issues. This Kenyan pastor get this thought and he said materialism huh I like you pro- like I like you probably thought that that was, that was I never expect that kind of answer I wouldn't associate materialism with anyone other than Americans hmm. in the west gaining more and more stuff the financial are acquired more hey what what do you mean by that and the African pastor said if a man has a mud hut he wants a stone hut hmm. if he has a thatched roof he wants a metal roof. If he has one cow, he wants two cows. If he has one acre, he wants two acres. Mind blow. He he saw that materialism is the disease of the heart and has nothing to do really with money, and money is amoral. It's not good or bad, it's just money. We are the problem. And the antithesis of contentment is consumerism. Consumerism is our desire to acquire more of ourselves than we already have enough. Uh, never have and enough never, never have and we enough. never have enough and consumerism has fed into one of America's largest problems as a nation it's top down all the way from the top it's debt we are in debt slaves to the lender and this problem isn't just around for us as christians it's um it's among all types of people tim i'm excited to have our show today
1: aren't you oh man this couple Power couple Dan and Sue Berry, we've been chatting with you both. You are going to share your story, a very personal story, about how you made significant movements in getting out from under the bondage of debt, financial transformation. Welcome, uh, Sue and Dan Berry, to Lead Time. We're pumped to have you.
0: Thank you.
3: Glad to be here.
1: For real. So let's start a few years back uh, in your story. Just tell us what type of money management or spending habits did both of you learn and inherit the good, the bad, and the ugly as a spirit leads that, that grew to shape who you are today and your perspective toward, toward resources?
3: Well, for me, it's pretty easy. My, my parents never talked about money. never taught how to to manage money, even balance a checkbook. They just didn't tell us
1: anything. Taboo. It was just taboo.
0: And in our family, there was always kind of issues. There was, Occasional job losses, and then sometimes it would be scrimping for things. And then when things were good, it was kind of like a major celebration. So there was really never quite a balance, although they did try.
1: Did you ever hear the phrase, you know, it's getting a little tight? It's getting a little tight, so we got to watch it getting all the a little time. tight. Any of those types of phrases?
0: Never mentioned to us as kids, but you would hear mm. the conversations that would go on and how things were just kind of transpiring through. Just the way we lived,
1: and how did that shape your culture? Was it kind of a, a dull roar of anxiety, just based on maybe not having enough? Or?
0: I think it was like you worried a lot about. Well, is the you know are we going to be able to do this? What's you know as a kid, what does Christmas look like? Mm-hmm. You know things like that, and then always surprised when things would come through a certain way, and you're like, wow. But um, as far as your spending and watching as a young child, I think early in my life too, it was like when things are going well, woo woo, when things aren't going, okay, we got to pull it in. But then in between, there was no plan.
2: That could produce a lot of anxiety. A lot. Yeah. Ups and downs and roller coasters of life. Um, You have a son and he's married and he's got three kids. And so you got grandkids. Um, A lot of our listeners might have kids and grandkids. Uh, What? Three, two? They just have
0: you have yeah three. three grandkids <laughs> yeah,
2: three grandkids yeah but you said three kids <laughs> one kid
0: one we kid. have one son one and son. three grandchildren yeah. Yeah, there we go,
2: there we yeah go, exactly exactly <laughs> sorry about that and with that though a lot of our listeners are maybe parents yeah. or they have grandkids so what advice would you give this is off the script here what advice would you give to them as they raise up their kids um coming from your perspective of not having a lot of clarity but then now i mean you got some clarity and so any tips to them
0: Yeah, we actually had an example, and we kind of wanted to talk about this later, but we'll mention it. In our class, we had a pretty um, moving experience as a class. Uh, We had a couple that came in, and it was about our second class, and we were talking about budgets, things like that, and the woman just broke down crying. She says, I live in Gilbert. I need to provide my kids with, I'm afraid my kids are going to go without, and things Mm -hmm. like that, and You know, we said, you know, this will all work out and things will go well and don't worry about it. And she came back two weeks later and she was overjoyed. She goes, we have shared this with, I get real real emotional about this, but we, um, we shared this experience with our children, which I think is really important. And. We told our children when they asked to do something, it was go out for ice cream. It's not in the budget. Mm. And she said as much as that hurt, but they were at an understanding because we had talked with them because they were understanding what they were doing in their life. And the kids said, that's okay, Mom. Remember, we're not getting allowance. We get commissions now, and we want to pay for us to go out for ice. So it was like it changed their family. The kids didn't expect things a certain way. It was just that was the way their family was running now. And that was so inspiring to see that this works for families. And I think just keep everybody communicating.
2: We're gonna dive more into that meat right there, but that was a great nugget for you guys as parents. Lovely. So a few years ago, both of you went into really a spending debt cycle that was just out of control, as you've told us, unmanageable, and it really rocked your financial freedom, a lot of anxiety. Describe for us, thanks for your transparency today, how bad it got and why you think it got to that point?
3: Well, we were like just anybody else, really. Uh, we had credit card payments. We had house payment. We had, a you know, car, you know, many, many credit card payments. Um, so we were really pretty much like anybody else. But the problem we ran into is we were in that situation for so long that we're slowly getting in a situation where, They wouldn't give us any more credit cards or any more Mm -hmm. balance. We're at a point now where where we're almost like next big major problem, we'd have to go to a payday lender, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty well hitting bottom. And then our AC went out.
0: Oh, that uh, was the. In June. In June. That was the defining moment. In Arizona, Arizona. 120 degrees. Right. And um, this had been, like Dan said, this was an ongoing problem. We didn't take extravagant vacations. We just didn't budget. We did not plan, and that is the key. And it was just like we didn't know where everything was going. And when that air conditioning went out, we looked at each other. And when you have a crisis, a lot of times you just turn to that plastic. And that's how you get through it. And then you have so many of those, and it just starts to build up and build up. And you think you're going to recover, and you don't.
3: And you get a little bit more in debt. Every more in time. debt and
0: more debt. Well, we swung it through with the air conditioning, and we looked at each other, and we said, we can't do this anymore. This is so stressful. And We had actually been through financial peace one other time when the church did it the first time. And I sat there with my arms. So Dave
2: Ramsey's class. Dave Ramsey's class,
0: and I sat there, and we weren't ready. And sometimes you're not ready the first time, but don't give up because this changes your life, totally changes your life. And what we did, we were, when we sat down, we sat down, decided to do a budget. We realized we were $64,000 in debt. And that's shameful to say, but I'm just being honest. Yeah, thank you. But I'm going to tell you, with this plan, getting on a budget, being on the same page as a couple, mm-hmm. communicating, we paid this off in 23 months.
1: Wow. So commendable. You know, a lot of times couples, this is one of the main things, right? Is, is finances. Absolutely. It can lead toward a lot of anxiety. It leads to maybe some other poor choices in a marriage. And I commend the way the Holy Spirit worked in y'all's life to say, you know, we're committed and we're going to put together a plan and we can't wait Jesus for what's going to come on the other side of that that beautiful plan. It's amazing. What
2: what I heard there too though is you said we didn't we didn't go on these extravagant vacations. That's right. So what you just didn't live with a plan and a budget. You had means. So it was just
1: a slow fade kind of
2: what I no. Yeah.
0: We had some job losses. Okay. Sometimes for 2 and 3 months, yeah.
1: but no and, savings.
0: But not, not savings. A lot. Not having no. that not having that safety net to fall back on.
1: So a lot of people, I mean, if you just walk through, think, listener, two, three months uh, without your normal income, do you have enough to weather that storm? You know, have you set enough aside? Working through the 10-10-80, you know, 10 giving, 10 saving, and then living off the 80%. If we are modeling that, we should have more for that rainy day fund, which could be an extended period of time. We don't often realize, especially here in Gilbert, Arizona, how volatile and uncertain life can be you know and you think the that you live things. in a certain
0: community yeah, yeah. that everybody no one else. is making it happen
1: exactly and our comparison it's a killer comparison and competition it is a killer of of joy so you're again commending you both your your transparency and then you, you lift up the hand and this is all it is this is the christian life is to say i need help jesus Absolutely. i need help body of christ i need help there has to be a better way. So many of our leaders listening uh, might be in the dark closet underneath those financial shackles. So what would you tell someone out there who is just struggling to get that help, to be honest, and they're having a hard time coming to that place of saying, it's really this bad. See, you named it, $64,000. This is the reality. Let's put together a plan to amend that reality. But a lot of people are living under the shame. They don't even want to name what the struggle struggle is. So what words of advice would you have for them, Dan?
3: You can't do it by yourself. You really can't. We're not good at this <laughs> ourselves. The financial Cla- peace university class really does give you the ability, not just the class, but the people in the class, the you know, it's just it's just a wonderful experience and and gets you to a point where you can believe that you can make this happen. That you you have faith that it'll happen.
0: And if I could add one thing, don't ever give up.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't give up. Because you can make it happen,
3: and it's never too late.
2: Man, God is using your resiliency and what He's given you uh, to affect lives right now. And listener, as you listen, God's meeting you right where you're um, at—in your wallet, in your debt, in your spreadsheet, in your lack of a budget, or your budget. And it's not like anything's
1: hidden from Him. Right? He's gonna
2: see see you through it. (laughs) He loves you through it. But do what they just did. Look at each other if you have a spouse, and say, "We need help." and then get the help. And the rest of this podcast is really about training you and helping you and equipping you to get that help. It seems like when we get to college, maybe, or that young adulthood, you get hit with credit card invites like crazy in the mail. They know who they're going after there, yep. and maybe some people out there that are younger. If you're listening or thinking, man, this is like free money. I get points, baby. I can get, I you can know? get vacations, hundred dollar credits. This. I'm gonna fly across the world. <laughs> I'm gonna see girlfriends everywhere. Right. Well, you know, hundred dollar statement credit, and a lot of them, they've heard that or they thought that. Well, you got to establish your, they've heard this, you got to establish your credit. Sweet. Well, what is a warning that you would give to a college student or young adult or someone trying to um, think through that? As they enter the world of credit, and what would be two pieces of advice to help them manage their credit?
0: I think if I could just put it in one sentence. We we talked about this question a lot last night. Um, But the first thing is have a plan. If you're a future student, if you're getting ready to head off to college, have a plan. Work your summers. Get your grants. You know, apply for your scholarships. Get a Pick a college that you can afford.
3: Use a state school. <laughs> get a job. <laughs> no shame, right? Exactly. <laughs> get a
0: job. Get a pick community a college. P- community college. I mean, Jeez. pick a profession where you can get a job and make a living and support your family. And if you have that plan in place. You won't need those credit cards. Mm. You'll have that stuff all in place because there's nothing worse than getting out of college and you're trying to no make your way and you've got all this debt. Mm. And you may be thinking about getting married, maybe thinking about starting a family, and you got all this debt. How's that gonna happen?
1: Anything else, else to add, Dan? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Just one thing. Just underline is don't use debt for anything, not for student loans, not for credit cards. It's it, there's nothing good about it. Um the phrase, you know, the the ritual over the poor and the bower is a slave to the lender. Just remember that. Don't be a slave. Proverbs twenty two seven. So debt
2: you say will never help you. Pick a school you can afford, get grants and scholarships, pick a major you can get into. That's lovely. Thank you.
1: So talking about money in the church, Jake and I are both uh, pastors. Uh, talking about money, like people I'm not going to show up that day. I don't want to I don't want to show up. <laughs> it's taboo. Schedule, you I know. Can you give us like yeah, you're going to talk maybe 4 or 5 times me? throughout the year. Give me a warning cuz I'm not showing up. I'm like on vacation. Actually, we do talk about resources a lot here because Jesus does. Jesus is our Lord and Master, and He tells us in His Word, the Scriptures, that it is the heart of the matter, talking about resources. So how have you seen the conversation from churches and their leaders, uh, those conversations that are healthy, healthy ways to approach the topic of finances, and maybe some unhealthy ways when it comes to bringing God's Word to people? Because we realize as we talk to a larger group of people, there are people that have debt freedom, that have invested, that whose net worth is, you know, a million plus. But we also have people that are just all in that room under the shame uh, and, and weight of the law. They realize their failure. It's ever before them, their sin. And they don't even know how they're going to make ends meet everywhere in between. So what are some healthy tips that you would share for us as communicators of the gospel for those that may be in a variety of different places in their financial life?
3: The biggest thing I think is is that I want to build it into three pieces. It's not just giving; it's a balanced approach: giving, building wealth, and enjoying the money. There's nothing wrong with enjoying your money. It's nothing wrong with building wealth or, or even giving. But if you do all one thing and the other, your life's out of balance, okay, and it's not you can't live like
0: that. I think the other thing too is um, one thing that I think a lot of people in our class have brought up is that they never re- they never thought of it this way, but this this is not our money. This is God's money. And God doesn't need our money, but we need to basically use these resources and help the community and do things. And that's what we do as a church. And I think if that's, and that's what I think has been really well communicated here at Christ Greenfield is that it's, this is not this, you know, But that's the thing that's kind of surprising to a lot of people. And I think that's a concept that I think earlier in my church going, I never heard.
1: Dan, I love your comment about talk about what we can enjoy to recreate. I love recreation Mm -hmm. to spend after we put together our plan And to give people, even as a leader, permission to go and explore God's creation, recreate, to recreate with God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so, again, money is amoral. It's not a bad thing. But put together your plan. Start 10-10-80 and and put together more of that savings as it continues to grow up. Do fun stuff. You want to live like, what is Ramsey saying? You want to live like no one else right now so you can then live like
0: no one no one else.
1: Right. So, so good.
2: You guys are doing that. So pastors out there, if you have a voice then from a pulpit, think about a three-week series that doesn't just focus on giving, Mm -hmm. but giving, saving, and spending. Uh, Giving and building wealth and enjoying money. That's all rooted in God's word and trusting in him above all things. I also want to point out, you can't see what's going on in this room, but I love Dan. You encourage your wife uh, (laughs) non-verbally. She's making a good point, and he's just... Uh, it's like, hey, he's Sweet. putting her on, you know, slap, yeah, yeah, slap. Yeah. Yeah, way to go, way to go. Um, how long have you guys been married? Thirty-seven years. Thirty-seven Come years. On. Reflecting the love of Jesus, and we're so happy that you're you're here in this room today, sharing your story because it could have been a lot different. This could have taken you out, yeah. but it didn't. So, sixty-four thousand in debt, no longer, and it took twenty-three months. Listener, you can do this. You both are leaders in our community, and we thank you for that leadership. You have led Financial Peace University in our community for the past three years. Thank you. Thank That's you. inspiring. You have leaned into financial freedom and then lead others to do the same. It's remarkable. It's inspiring. It's effective. Um, what gave you both the ambition to lead the class, and what joy do you get from that?
3: We just want to share the joy that we get by being debt free. Just want other people to have that feeling.
0: And the thing is to realize that I think that sometimes by sharing your story, people don't share their stories because maybe there is shame involved in it. And we try to be very transparent and say, if we can do it, you guys can do this. And then to see them transformed. Sometimes they come into the class. Everybody's really closed. No one wants to talk about money. Even the person you're sitting, like, I don't know their business. I don't want them knowing mine. And everybody's really close. By the end of the class, people are sharing their emails and their Facebooks and encouraging each other, cheering when credit cards get cut up, which is part of (laughs) a thing we do sometimes. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
1: So you shared a story earlier uh, about live transformation. Any other really meaningful stories out of the FPU experience?
0: I think there was one couple that we had and... I could just see during the first two classes that, you know, they weren't saying much, but you could just see the wheels turning. And um, at the end of the class, um, the husband came up to us and he said, I've been looking at this. And he goes, this is my debt. And he took his phone and pushed it in my face. And I'm like, I'm thinking at first, I don't know if I want to know what your debt is. And I said, first of all, you need to relax. And I said, This is class one. We have eight Mm. more weeks to go. And I said, you're going to end up with the tools you need to work through this problem. And you have to trust in God. And he just looked at me and he shook his head. He's like, okay. And he would come every week, him and his wife, they'd come and they'd share a story. They'd share a little something, a little move forward. Maybe it's not like intense, like life-changing initially, but they were just baby steps, as Dave Ramsey says, Mm. and slowly things were changing. And it was really neat because they were like, you could just see the look in their eyes. They were panicked after that first class. Most
1: people get paralyzed by fear. The the mountain seems so large. But what FPU does is it allows you to put, like you say, those small little baby steps or, or milestones. And this is just a great lesson for life. You never stop learning. If you're working with people, you're developing yourself and those around you, we never arrive until the trumpet sounds and Jesus comes back. We are always growing, but we also need those rewards, those small little milestones, and we got to celebrate those. And then there's another hill and another hill, and Jesus is carrying us the entire way. So you can say, if you're looking at, listener, your phone, and you're like, oh my goodness, I am drowning. I don't know who to tell this to. Know this. You are not defined by that number. You're defined as a child of God, baptized in his name, and he loves you, he cares for you, and he wants to surround you with a community of wisdom and love and support as you move forward. And it's never too late. That's right. So
2: get the help that you need. What would you uh, say is the easiest way to sign up for financial peace or to get involved?
0: There's a lot of financial peace classes that are throughout the Valley, but if you just go on the website for Dave Ramsey, um, something that fits into your schedule. Uh, they've even started mm. a new program where if you have small children or you're not able to even leave your home, you can even do it online through an interactive class. Some people really like that. Some people like that, you know, in-person kind of thing. Sure. Um, just reach out Uh and we have financial peace here at Christ Greenfield. And if we will put and, the
2: <clears throat> more info in the show notes so that you can know about the next one coming up. Have you guys slotted to um, are you slotted to teach another one soon? Or? We're willing. We're just They're waiting willing. for the dates. All right. That is awesome. <laughs> Any other nuggets of truth from the class that wets people's whistles or the different tips um, or stories that you want to share before we close with our three questions there? Anything to help I people out? It.
0: Once again, I think that you just have to remember that it's not too late. And um, uh, should I share our age? <laughs> uh, we're in our sixties. We're in our we're early. We just we're early early sixties. That's, right, that's right. And you know what? That one of the biggest things too is part of this program is if you have one of the one of the thoughts is and one of the steps is have a three to six months. Mm-hmm emergency fund after you've paid off your debt and you're doing your other things. This is like That part alone is life changing. Things mm-hmm. that used to be a major crisis mm-hmm. are just a minor inconvenience now. Yeah. And it kind of bugs you because then you got to replenish it. Right. But
2: hmm. it's because you like building the savings. It's so much life. Running.
0: It's just, it's just saves you anxiety and yeah. everything else in your life. Yeah. If you just have that, that safety net. And you know, the thing is too, is the one thing I want to, I didn't talk about or mention okay. yeah. is that through all this, Things happened in our lives where God provided. Mm. I get a little emotional about this, but I mean, there were, my husband wanted me to share this story. There was a time where he was working out of state
2: Mm.
0: and we were trying to sell our home. Our car there broke. We did not have the money to change the Mm. transmission. I walked places. I took my son. We got, I had a friend who would help like, oh, you need to get groceries, things like that. And the thing was, is I was like, I just prayed about it. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do about this. He was doing the best we can. We were holding two households at that time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this check appeared in the mail from some company that apparently they owed us some money, which paid wow. for our transmission. And my son even said, too, I remember that car sat in that mechanics drive for over a month, Mom. And I didn't even remember that part. But God always provides. I think if you're faithful and you do that and you do you follow what he teaches in the Bible, and you're just available. You just kind of like open your arms and just say, I'm here. I'm, what do I need to do? And do the footwork.
2: And he provided then um, the love you have for each other to say, We need help. We got to fix this. We got to figure this out. He provided through Dave Ramsey, and there's other options as well with just financial freedom and classes, but this has really radically changed your life. You really have moved from an anxious place to a joy filled. Place And we listeners can even see that in their faces as they share this. Now you're looking to the future. So whatever you're comfortable with sharing, but like, what do you guys talk about now, you know, into the future of like, man, we're so excited to do this and
3: pay cash and we can't wait for this.
1: Dreams. Give us the dreams. Our
3: dreams. But here's the thing. When we were broke, our our window of opportunity was a week Mm -hmm. or maybe two weeks. Now we're looking five years. We're looking to sell our pay off our house in seven years. Okay, we're doing these things. To 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 it's just expanded our whole lives. That's awesome. We're
0: planning our Disney trip for our grand to go with wow. our grandkids so like good. to Disney World. We've got a plan as far as that, waiting for the youngest one to get a little older. Yes. I mean, things that we would probably never be able to do before. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. amazing. So it just gives you a lot of freedom to have the plan and feel good about it and think outwardly and not live with debt. As we close today, we have three questions for you, and here they go.
1: Yeah, so what young leader are you currently apprenticing? How's it going? What does it look like? Good. <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> they're oh, they're like, gonna go. like who's going yeah, yeah. yeah. to say it? Who's going to say it?
0: Well, I have to say, currently, we're not really
1: formally, maybe. formally yeah, yeah.
0: mentoring anybody, but we feel that like Every time we get an opportunity, we talk to people, people talking about things at work. Right. We mention it. We yeah. talk about it. We feel we kind of plant the seed and we just let it go because some people are not ready for it. And then sometimes people will come back and ask you more. And uh, the other thing is, is that. um through our class, we kind of feel like that is kind of like sure our focus. Is. Exactly. You're I'm kind of like, like a in a million different directions all the time. And so sometimes I have to have there. a focus. And, and some
3: of our friends are, because of what we talk about, are going are going to financial peace as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not in a desperate situation, but they're in good. Yeah. You know, they want to get control get better. Yeah. yeah. So
2: you've apprenticed. Feel good about that. A lot of different people, especially in that eight to nine weeks, whatever it might be for the class. Um, and then that has changed their life now as well. Well, um, Leaders or readers, what book are you currently reading on the subject of finances or a book you'd recommend
3: on the subject? That's easy. Total Money Makeover. Yep. Dave Ramsey. (sighs) Dave
0: Ramsey. We read, I actually, we actually, but we were talking about last night and kind of laughing. It's like, we should be probably reading other books. But we read this one twice a year It It it's kind of a good refresher. And he's also, um, when you move on from uh, the financial, there's also the legacy journey, which I believe is being also taught here. And that's for your next.
1: Awesome. So good. Those are amazing reads. So it's the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> right underneath the Bible. You're awesome. I'm just giving you a hard time, Sue. A reading, <laughs> from, from, Dave money, a total reading money. from the book of Makeover. Total Money Makeover. So, what, as we close, last question, what is your primary word of advice for young leaders? Dan.
3: Okay. What I would like to say, just to remind everything, this is again about money, is that it, it's not our money. We're stewards. Okay. Yes. We're holding this money for God, we're using it in God's purposes. Okay. So you just got to just make sure that, um, that you, you treat it like God's money. Awesome. Sue and Dan,
2: it's been an honor to hear your story and share that with our listeners. Your honesty and transparency about your story was refreshing yes. for us to Thank hear. You. It's not easy to do that, and you guys did well. Jesus is using you both to change other people's life, to train up uh, people at, at a young age and also that are skyrocket in debt at an older age. And, and give them less anxiety and more joy. So God bless you guys on your dreams of what's to come as you pour into other people and into your marriage. Next time on Lead Time, we are excited to have Nathan Spaulding, a oh, leader in, a treat, man. in Tempe and Mesa that uh, graduated from seminary about two years ago and had an interesting journey and a couple twists along the way to lead missional communities into the future. So if you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to learn how to be sent to start a missional journey to reach the lost, listen next week. Sue and Dan, you guys
1: are amazing. Thank you. you were awesome. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Thank you. Well Thanks. done.
2: Live your dreams. Peace, listener. Have a good day.
0: You have been listening to Lead Time with Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org backslash lead Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday for another episode.